Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Dealers keep dealing, thieves keep thieving, whores I keep a whoring, drafters keep scoring. Get your ox off, get your ox off, honey, and welcome to Saturday Draft Live. It is that time again, the best show on ESSR, and it's me, Jack Graham, your Clay Showdown champion and your host for today. You'll be listening on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you'll be finding us. Check out our YouTube channel. Got a bunch of stuff going on. There'll be another quiz showdown coming soon. I'll be defending my crown. Will I win? Probably, because I'm that damn good. But <laughs> we move on. We've got central features, all sorts. You know, just the usual stuff that you all love. You know, it's we're, we're great. We're great people over here. But I'm joined by usual two folk. If you've got that kind of loving that can be so smooth, give him your heart, make it real, or else forget about him. It's David Campbell. Oh, I love a bit of Santana, thank you. And I'm surprised that Melina isn't joining us today with the final scream that we got at the start of this show. I am ready to talk about the draft, let's do it. I'm glad you're doing well, man. The next usual member of our team, he's a stat man. David Talkney, welcome. Hello, Jack. And you know what? I'm glad you brought back the the musical intros. You know, I think that's uh, that was a hidden gem that made Saturday Draft Live so special. <laughs> Thank you very much. But boys, I have pulled an absolute blinder for today. I've got our very first guest for season nine of the draft. He is the Deep Crimson. Check that out in SoundCloud if you use that. Uh, he's all over the place. He won last season's Listeners League. He is the first Listeners League winner to participate in the draft as a solo competitor. He is the people's opposition. He is Ryan the Leash. Ryan, welcome to Saturday Draft Live. Hello, hello. I, I must say that was that was uh, some intro I was expecting, so I'm kind of rambling on. But yeah, well done, well done. You've done this before. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know I'm too good at the too good at rambling, man. He cut it back on this, you know. Listen, we've got some important stuff to get to. And we want to kick off straight away with the top three of the week. And David Campbell, we'll come to your first. You're... Mm. you're your, your, your former tag team partner, Ryan Gallagher, his captain, Apollo Cruz, sitting in third place with nine points. Also, his round two pick. But he has saw himself flying up the top ten. He's in third now with 22 points overall behind my captain and your captain, Drew and Adam Pierce. What a get Apollo Cruz has been. Mate, I, I don't want to like, lick Ryan's arse on this show. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to call it as I see it. However... I would say if it was anyone else, the man drafted from last and he's sitting very high up that table right now. He's played in absolute blinder and getting Apollo Cruz when he did, he saw that opportunity and he was like, I cannot let this pass up. He managed to get the Intercontinental Champion. He's got the captaincy on the Intercontinental Champion right now. He's seen the booking when it comes to Apollo Cruz because we know what makes a successful drafter is you have to be able to gauge where storylines are going to go how long is someone going to go on a run when are they going to be hot when are they going to be cold and what Ryan's seen is that Apollo Cruz is in line for an extended stretch an extended run with that Intercontinental Championship it's served him well this week it's served him well in the season so far my prediction is it will serve him well for the season as we go forward a prediction, a bold prediction I don't know but when we go to the league table we may find out why he's made such prediction but Ryan Ruglish, I'll come to you because your captains, Heyman and uh, Roman Reigns, they've appeared out of nowhere. 
with your captaincy points, get you 10 points. They're now the top-ranked tag team in this draft so far. You must be pretty happy, considering your position the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, obviously, as you know, my team's been a bit slow, but there's going to be smackdowns where uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are just going to show up three, a good three-plus times on one show. And that's been the rollback smackdown. They've also got to be the front of it. So that's going to keep happening over and over until SummerSlam, which I'm quite happy with. And also with the your captains as well, and it's been announced that uh, Roman Reigns is going up against Cesaro at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. So even though Roman Re- you won't get the match points, Roman Reigns, if Heyman comes out with them, that's four points in the bag. And if they appear during that uh, pay-per-view as well, before the match, will be another four points. So it's it could be a steady gain. It's a, a wise pick there taking Reigns and Heyman. But Dave, I'll come to you next because your, your captains, your tag teams finally came out of the abyss out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They've been... Uh, Missing out of action the past couple of weeks, but Adrian almost on 11 points after defending the Raw Tag titles. You must be pretty happy they finally showed up. Yeah, and like I said, my team is a slow burner at the minute. Like, obviously, you know, it wasn't off to the best of starts, but Adrian almost come back and they're already sitting at the top of the table with a successful tag team title defense. I don't know if they're going to be defending the tag titles as frequently, but I think it's a guarantee that they're going to be a heavy feature of Raw's dwindling tag team division and hopefully. Not only will I'm hoping for multiple appearances, but I think Omos, you know, if he gets more practice in the ring with AJ to back him up, I think that's a, another steady gain of points as we go along. And I don't see them dropping the tag titles for a good while. Uh, so there's every option I can change the captaincy whenever. There you go. See what you got. As, as it stands, they've managed to get them 11 points and they're just outside the top 10 of the season. But as always, we're going to go to our top 10 of the league table and find themselves in last position. It's not Ryan McLeish, it's Scott McLeod on 32 points. His brother just above him there in 34. Ryan, well, you managed- Jack. Wait a minute, Jack. Is it quite foggy? Because we seem to have some low-hanging McLeods this week. You're like, Why am I here? As Stephen Wilson said in our draft chat earlier on Sunday, uh, proclaimed Ross McLeod is a good drafter. I can, I can confirm on this show I did not say that. But uh, we move on. Ryan DeGleish, you're eighth. It's a price you've not got a nosebleed right now in 35 points there. Uh, Sarah Grieve, 37. Gary's sixth place with 41. We move up a bit there. David Hockney, your fifth with 50 points. Campbell, you're just above him in 53. Tied with Stephen. Bit of a jump to Ryan Gallagher in 59 points. And then you got myself with a 12-point gap on 71 points. The table's getting pretty tight at the bottom and kind of the mid. Like Besides the kind of gap I've got at the top, that might close at some point. But especially from... Scott to Gary eh, Campbell. That's 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 only nine points in it. Yeah, you're looking at the bottom half of that table, and like like we've always said, this season as a marathon, it is not a sprint. Those guys could push up, but it's looking like it's going to be a lot of people wrestling at that bottom half right now. Whereas you could see from Hockney onwards pushing even further afield if the rest of the teams still underperform going forward in the season. So it'll be interesting to see if there are any major shifts in the coming weeks or if we're seeing the status quo start to solidify here on Saturday Draft Live. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one, obviously. I've, it's it's quite tight. I've managed to get that, that, that gap ahead just a wee bit and I've got Bucks defending later on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell you what was the I tell you what was the difference maker this week though it was Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae winning the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Now with that result, Indy Hartwell has now broken into the top ten uh, with thirteen points, with Candice just ahead of her on fourteen. And 
I think this has actually benefited both you and Ryan, Jack, because, you know, with their win, because, you know, you two have got them both separately as individuals. And, you know, with you two currently at the top of the table, that's what's, you know, keeping your lead ahead and, you know, why you're 12 points ahead of Ryan, because you've been sort of leading the pack right from the get go. Yeah, just a just just great strategy talking. You know what I mean? It's what what I wanted to get. I got great strategy. You did laugh at the Andy Hartwell pick, though. I do have to point that out. When I, I did laugh at the pick. I laughed <laughs> at saying Andy Hartwell got drafted first out of the way. Uh, That's what I laughed at. That's what I thought was a bit okay. a bit skeptical. But I've I've always said in this show many a time, "Colour me stupid," and I'll say it again, "Colour me stupid." So, Enough. Another thing before we just move on there, Jack, it is fitting that we're saying Ryan Douglas had a good week. That's true, but it was only enough to take him to the top half of that bottom half in terms of the weekly scorers. So maybe that is further evidence that we will see that split, the SPFL split happen in the draft. We don't know going forward this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Ryan scored 26 points this week alone, and I think it was me and Campbell both getting 23. So we've had a, it's been a mixed week for the entire team, the entire the entire table, but, you know, some people just in the right position at the right time, and that's what's given them the extended lead. Mm. I think I was the last, the last two weeks, I was had like, like 29 and 23 or something, and only got 18, that's maybe helped close the gap a wee bit, but Ryan, Ryan the obviously they're 17 points, this week has helped him call it up quite a wee bit, especially when you've got the likes of Gary only getting 10, Sarah getting 10, Scott getting 9, and Ross getting 6. <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> we, we, try, we try not laugh here. We try not. We try not laugh. We try to be as uh, straight. It's it terrible, but it's six points for a week. You know what I mean? It's awful. But uh, we're we're at this point now, Dave. You know, it's your favourite segment of the show. The <sighs> yep. like David Campbell's most hated part of the show. It's the point. The part he wished he could just get, get his contract and not be involved in. But it's shit time. We'll see I hate it too. Is. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, you know what, Ryan Dalglish? I think that's a bit bit harsh coming from you because this is your this is your roots and stuff but um nonetheless but i digress so a bit of a change from last week at the bottom of the table big alan laurie no longer at the bottom with doug's rule uh that bottom spot is actually now taken by dan wood with mighty joe gone on 26 points so down at the bottom of the table it's uh still just fighting for to avoid the wooden spoon but there has been some development on the verge of the top five uh because tom brock the tilburg trappers who started off this uh this season quite strongly at the top of the table has now fallen out of the top five uh, on 55 points. He's currently sitting in sixth place and the first winner of the listeners league, Robert Shaw with the jesters has actually climbed up the rankings and he's now just behind Tom on 54 points. So could we see, I think there is a a chance that, you know, Robert Shaw could be a two time winner for this uh, season. So just, uh, yeah, keep an eye on him as the weeks go on. But we'll go into our top five, and we do have some returning faces and one new one. So fifth place, we have Johnny Napier with Nehasso Brasso. Now, we talked about his team before. He's currently sitting on 56 points. His team captain is Apollo Cruz, and he picked up another win this week. Uh, as we said before, Apollo Cruz, you know, he's been a one to watch for a good while, and he's certainly proved it here and there. With a little bit of uh, extra support backing from the Young Bucks and Tony Schiavone on this week's uh, episode of Dynamite Blood and Guts. He's certainly holding firm in fifth place. Next, we have fourth place, Colin Blackburn. Just too sweet, just ahead of him uh, with one point on 57. So Colin is, his captain is Rhea Ripley, but as I said last week, AJ and Omos were expected to return this week and they're his tag team, picking up a, a tag team title win against the New Day and that's helping him out immensely at this point. He also currently has Cesaro and Braun Strowman 
who are currently featured in title matches for WrestleMania Backlash, same position as me. So he's holding firm in fourth place at the minute. Then we go into third. Just two points ahead of him is Gary Morris with Quizzy Rascals on 59 points. Now, Gary's had a bit of a... A bit of a slow burner, but on paper, his team doesn't look that appealing. But you know what? He's pulling out points with Adam Pierce as his team captain, joint highest scorer with Drew McIntyre, and a steady tag team with Nia and Shayna, who run rampant last season. What I think is going to let him down is, you know, Alexa Bliss, you know, she gets appearance points here and there, but she's not really competing. Same with Frankie Monet. Kyle O'Reilly, once again, gaining momentum in NXT as well. But I think his third round pick of Corey Graves is what's going to hold him back a bit. So moving into second place, and it's JP with shirts in, balls out, 62 points. Someone who's, again, you know, just sort of slowly made their way up the table and now he's just a few points away from, from the top position. Now, his team captain is Charlotte Flair. Now, she's been absent for a good while, obviously, for a number of reasons, but she's currently involved in the Raw Women's title picture come WrestleMania Backlash. Will she regain the title? Maybe maybe's I, maybe's no. But it's, um, I think what's helping JP out is that his team of Britt Baker and MJF, who Britt Baker's currently at the top of the AEW women's division and MJF getting that big win for the pinnacle at Blood and Guts. That's what's helped him out immensely this week. And with Randy Orton teaming with Matt Riddle, it's another another heavily featured uh, sort of comedy segment for the tag team. But again, a very a very sort of mixed team with not a lot of points separating these guys. It's just some some people just seem to be in the right place at the right time. But for the second week in a row, we have Ross Brady and the talented Mrs. Ripley on 73 points. Now, Ross is definitely somebody who's certainly found their rhythm uh, with this uh, this uh, this league so far. I'm still not sure why he's got Damian Priest as his team captain, but for whatever reason, it's working brilliantly for him. AJ and Omos is his tag team as well. As we mentioned, that Raw tag team title defense against the New Day has only just helped increase his, uh, increase his standing. Britt Baker... Again, as I said, top of the AEW women's division is facing Hikaru Shida at double or nothing. Could potentially score him some big points there. But what I said the difference in his team last week was, and I'll say it again, he has both members of Team RK Bro on his team, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, who have, as reports would suggest, are actually in line for a massive push. Could be, could they be the ones to dethrone AJ and Omos? I mean, it's certainly possible, but whatever the case, Ross Brady is certainly in the best position out of everybody in this listener's league with an 11-point advantage uh, this week. So I'm more interested to see what happens in the sort of lower half of the top five because it could change in an instant, you know, depending on the position these guys are in. And uh, on that note, I'll hand it over back to you, Jack. Wow. Wow. What a, what a league we have with our listeners there. Eh? But uh, Ryan, Ryan, but with Listeners League, obviously last season, you, you and Alan Laurie were, were, were tooth and nail going into WrestleMania and you took the lead before going into the last night when you managed to get win it by like two or three points, if I remember correctly. Does it please yeah, you to see Alan yeah, Laurie in, in, in like third bottom? Yeah, well, last season I really thought that I had really good competitors against me. Turns out they weren't that good. So <laughs> they can stay down there as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but but you got you got to lose to come back up, so who knows? Of course, but you're 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 here for one reason and and, and one reason only, Ryan. You you you're the you're the first victim to enter the danger zone. I'm going to call it. You know what I mean? It's uh, we're about to we're about to talk about your team. We'll we'll talk about what we like in uh, quotation marks. We'll talk about what we dislike, and we'll we'll talk about your your thinking of of how you wanted to go about drafting and whatnot. But we'll we'll, we'll go through your team as it stands. Heyman and Range are captain. 16 points, their fourth overall. Karrion Cross, your first round pick, only in two points, 52nd overall. 
Asker five points, 40th overall. Bray Wyatt on zero points. I'm sure somebody will want to be speaking about him in a wee bit on 57 points. Johnny Gargano on nine points with a 21st overall in Scarlet, three points, 48th overall. Yes. The first question I'm going to ask is about Heyman and Reigns. I think smart to take them, I would say, because of what happened last season. You maybe saw how, how Gary and uh, Grant did with that, that tag team, the points they were getting, putting the caps there on, I think it makes sense. So don't you have really any standout people just now other than Johnny Gargano to put the caps on? But was was that always your thinking, to take Reigns and Heyman as that tag team to get Reigns away from that single competitor pool? Well, first of all, I knew straight going in that I was starting from fifth. So that's kind of like that awkward position where you can't really dictate what's going on in the draft. You're going to just, in a weird sense, you're almost picking from the best of the rest. And I knew we all did from last season that all the male champions were all our managers, so I was going to pick them. So I had to, I felt like I had to join them in that sense because otherwise I'd have no great singles picks to help back up the team. So that's why I went with Roman and Heyman. Fair because I thought they're all just going to disappear. So I so was I, so would you just say they're always going to be your first tag team then, not like the Street Profits or the. The Dirty Dogs or Dominic and Ray, for example, or MSK, even it was always going to be Heyman and Reigns for you. Uh, I wanted Bobby Lashley and MVP, honestly, but me being fifth, I knew I wasn't going to get them. It was either them or MSK. That's fair enough, obviously. Uh, Lashley and MVP are only five points, maybe you managed to get the, the, the better deal out of that. But the, the next person I'll pick is someone that I said maybe your caps it could have been on right now that you may be a bit higher. Johnny Gargano, nine points. Fourth round, obviously, he went as he's part of the way. He's a North American champion. He's featured a lot on NXT recently. Are you happy with how your your fourth fourth round performance is going? You can, he's obviously got a match with Bronson Reed coming up soon. Do you, do you see him still being the North American champion? Jenkins, your your kind of your your workhorse of your team to get you then points going up. Well, yeah, well, obviously, with the, the faction, he's going to show up all the time. And even if he does lose a bit, he's going to be there anyway. He's joining Organo. He's Mr. Takeover. He's going to be there. doesn't matter if he's got a belt or not. So it's quite a reliable pick. I'm actually surprised he was down that far, to be honest. I call it lucky there. Yeah, I think Kogo sentiments actually because Strack picked him in a previous season, uh, Johnny Gargano that is, and he actually finished that season in the top 10 overall, largely because the captaincy was on him and you know he was still the reigning NXT North American champion and that's what was scoring him big points, not only just with multiple appearances as the as part of the way. Yeah, um, I, I just think people, oh, showing from me, not picked them that far down that some people just forget about mid-card champions. They're just really good uh, point scorer, so I'm happy enough. Interesting. I'll go to uh, David Campbell next. I'm sure you've got some stuff to pick up at Ryan's team. Yeah, well, the first of, I want to approach it quite holistically because I want to be fair to Ryan. Like we have said, he is the first listeners' league winner to draft solo. So, what my question to you, Ryan, is: When you came into the draft, did you expect it to be as high pressure as it was on draft night? And also, what I'm interested to know: Did you have any plans in draft night? that were scuppered by other people taking them out for you uh, before you were going to pick them? Uh, well, uh, kind of all the same answer. Second question, yes. Uh, I had, had a few plans, but um, obviously my position in the draft is not the worst, but it's gonna get, my plans are going to get shaken up regardless. And with all the female picks going early, that could hurt a bit. But uh, I think 
considering my first attempt, I think I did quite well considering. Uh, so yeah, uh, about yeah, uh, you, it's easy enough to, to pick from a list that you've already picked. Hmm. Uh, do it yourself on the spot. Change your mind last second. You've got your plan B's and C's. Yeah, totally. And also, what I want to pick at is a lot of people would say Bray Wyatt was the weakest pick of your team, but I would disagree with yes. those people. For me, it's Carrying Cross right now. You're looking at Carrying Cross round one. He's only picked you up two points. Now, I'm looking at a trend here. I'm looking at Carrying Cross. I'm looking at Raquel Gonzalez. I'm looking at Volter. They are among the worst round one picks that we have currently, and all of them come from NXT. If you could have done it again, who would you have went in for in round one, considering who was still on the table? And also, is carrying cross someone you're maybe looking at dropping come the transfer window? Uh, so far, no. And I'll give you the reason for it. So, carrying cross is clearly getting shown as a like champion that's un- going to be untouchable, almost like the reigns of NXT, almost. I know he's had a slow start, but he's gonna he's gonna be there, hopefully, every week, and he's gonna put people under him every time that he wrestles. Um, with the plan of the draft that first round, uh, it was either give him or Apollo Cruz, and I gambled on carrying Cross, but so far it's not paying off. But it's a long season. Yeah. And with uh, Bray Wyatt, there's like no way he's not at SummerSlam. Maybe I should have jumped the gun with the. Forgetting it's a longer season. I was relying a wee bit on the Firefly Funhouse, but it's not happened yet. So I don't know. Long season. Who knows? Yeah. Hockney, if you got you got any questions for Ryan about his team, about his drafting strategy? Yeah. Um. I was just wondering, Ryan, do you see your team as a bit more of a a slow burner? Because you know we're hearing Campbell's comments about you know Cross, you know not scoring you that many points, but. Were you under the impression that, you know, obviously you mentioned this is the, the transfer window season and it's a, it's a really long season. Are you in that mindset, whether you're thinking this is a marathon, not a sprint, and are you hoping that it's somewhere down the line, this is where you uh, your team is going to pick up points? And were you always within that frame of mind? Uh, well, uh, I was hoping to go with that approach. Obviously, I didn't do that with uh, Bray Wyatt. It's not worked out. But uh, mostly I've went for the long term with, like, appearance points. But I think I've been unfortunate in that sense with no Cross and Scarlet, which I kind of relied on for that sense, that kind of plan. Well, see, that's the thing. I think Cross and Scarlet as individuals might actually come back to help you as long as they make regular appearances. But what's let you down is that, you know, they just haven't appeared as often as you'd hoped. And that's not that's nobody's fault. But on paper, it's actually quite a quite a bold strategy. I think maybe maybe you could have got away with putting the captaincy on Cross as well to help you rack up those extra points. But, you know, Heyman and Reigns, you know, I think putting your captaincy on them was probably a safe bet, given how, how featured they are on SmackDown. I'll, I'll tell you, I nearly did. I nearly did put the, the captaincy on them, but I think Roman and he, uh, Heyman might just be the better choice because they're going to be there regardless. Aye, of course it's the better choice. Karen Cross scored two points right now. If you put the captaincy <laughs> on him, four. What a, what a comment. Oh, would you put the captaincy in Cross? Of course he wouldn't put the captaincy in fucking Cross. Especially right now. Give me a break. Come he on. Does have a, he does have a match against Austin Theory next, next week, so he'll be he'll be picking yeah, up points there. And I, I, would like to me- I would like to mention Raquel Gonzalez has a title match against Mercedes Martinez, and I'm hoping she wins that, because then that'll put me back in contention. Yeah, but you're talking about win-wins. You're looking at Jack's team. Jack's got Drew McIntyre first round. How many wins has he had so far? 
You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't just be thinking, oh, I'll get a win once a month out of my round one pick. That's not what you're wanting for a round one pick. I'm sorry. The difference there is Drew McIntyre is Jack's team captain, whereas Raquel and Cross are don't have the captaincy applied to them. If he wasn't Jack's team captain, he would have had 12 points, which is four times as many points as Raquel Gonzalez. Let's get a bit Getting a bit heated here. Can I also uh, add something about the draft that we were talking about earlier? Uh, we are talking about how you have to change your plans kind of last second sometimes if you, if you don't work out. So my tag team choice first pick, my round one first pick and round two first pick were all taken by Jack, who was the round before me. Yeah. The pick before <laughs> me. So I had to pick last minute. And for the round for round two, I think Jack picked Alexa Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> I had the suit on ready. You have all seen the show, so you were there. Yeah. I had to think of something to say for my pick with Asuka, uh, with Alexa Bliss, and then I had to change it to Asuka. So considering I got that and the pun off in about 30 seconds, I'm quite impressed with that. <laughs> so, fair enough. So, yeah. uh, Ryan, obviously we've we've gone through a bit, of your, a bit of your team there, but I think in about it's either six or seven week time, I think Money in the Bank is June the 20th. So June 21st, the start of that week, there'll be no points gained that week because it's transfers. Yeah. So we, each day you're allowed to make one transfer, depending on on your position on the tables when you'll get to make a transfer. So say that as it is now, Scott would get to make the first transfer if he wanted to, Ross would get to make the second, and you would get to make the third. Each transfer would incur a five-point penalty. If, if, I, if I had to put you on the spot right now to transfer one person out and to bring one person in, what would you be thinking? Uh, still early days, but uh, Bray might go. I don't know. It depends on how I feel the, the, the road to SummerSlam's going to look later on. Because if he's going to be there, he's gonna. Uh, I'm going to keep him. Uh, as to who I'd bring in, um, I'm, I'm not going to share that yet because I might be in a position to manipulate what you all do if mm-hmm. I'm at the bottom of the table. And um, uh, I'm, I'll really enjoy that if it really ruins your plans. One, one more thing I want to ask as well is that you've you've not got any AEW wrestlers in your team. I, I don't know, mate, it might just be like you're not knowledgeable on that side of things. I don't watch not. it. So the, it's, that's, Jenk, that might have... Not that, not that it's hindering your team anyway, because obviously you, you don't watch it, so you don't really know, but Jenk, having that dark elevation, being able to score points, and you not knowing that much about AEW could harm your team in any way? Well, two things. First of all, I didn't know what Dark Elevation was till two weeks ago. <laughs> Most of us <laughs> wish we didn't. <laughs> um, second of all, three of my picks are NXT and I, I hardly watch NXT as it is. So that was a gamble on my part as well. But I'm, I, I, I'd happily say I'm a casual here. But I'm, I'm getting into the graphs a bit, bit more. I'm really enjoying it. So mm. we're learning more. That's fair. Good. That's, that's all the questions done from, from me. Uh, Campbell, do you have any other questions? Uh, just concerning the transfer window because I do have some some plans uh, in place. <laughs> I have contacted some people. I can't lie. Uh, I'm I'm making some machinations here. Ryan, Jack's asked about picking anyone up. If I yep. was to ask you here today, would you trade? Make a risk and trade Asker for Becky Lynch? Would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> If I'm bottom, yeah. Class. <laughs> Class. I'll be in contact, my friend. Don't you know? Actually, I have a question. Um, 
looking at the the teams, Ryan, like, is there anybody from any particular team that you would you would rather have on your team? One that isn't like you know particularly a high scorer, but someone who's sort of sort of in the middle of the table. Because I think it's safe to say that I don't think anybody will be getting rid of our top scorers unless they're sort of written off with injury. But just to hypothetically, who sort of around the middle of the table? Like, would you like which pick from the sort of the middle of the table would you want from another team? Uh, I, I, I'm going to say this right now. I've been quite vigilant in what I'm looking at because there's just so many options and it could go either way. Let's just say everybody between fourth and seventh is getting asked a question or two in the next week or two. I, I'm not going to say any particular picks because I'm in a good position to kind of send you all to wall. Let me give you some advice. If I was you, I'd be mailing Gary in Facebook, getting his requested messages, because I don't think he'd accept your friend's request. Um, but I'd be, I'd be offering <laughs> carrying cross for Tony Schiavone and seeing if he writes. <laughs> now, I, I did say this on the chat the other day. If I'm in a bad position and I know I will not win, I will happily, quickly do bad swaps for somebody <laughs> else's gain just to mess you all up. <laughs> just throw that out there. I will take bribes. <laughs> I, I, I will say this, I, if I was to give you some advice, Ryan, I'd say uh, take Campbell's advice with a pinch of salt because he has spoken to draft competitors in the past and if anything, he's just exploited their tactics. So I'd be, I'd keep one eye open if I were you. What Dave's trying to say, that I'll translate, I'm a smart competitor, is what Dave's saying there. You're a bad egg. No, I'm a good egg. Just uh, <laughs> scrambled a wee bit. <laughs> but I think on that, I think that is maybe all the time we have for today. Ryan DeLeash, thank you very much for, for, for coming on your, your first kind of podcast experience. You're getting to talk about your draft team. I hope hope you enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I've been rather looking forward to it. Hope I get to do it again. I, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. David Hopney, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, Campbell, as always, pleasure. It has been a pleasure, and uh, next week I uh, hear we might have a very beautiful guest. I'm very excited. A voice, a, a voice, and a face for the radio, maybe. Who, who, oh, who knows? But oh no, hey, hey whoa, 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 whoa. that's cheeky. That's cheeky. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll end. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Have a couple of drinks. Put on the telly. Watch the election results. I don't know. See you later. Watch the football. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.